0: Everybody, welcome back to TJ and Does! Yay! So, first things first, November 1st starts our month-long uh, month of giving. Um, and the way we want to give back is for the entire month of November, we will be sponsoring the Raleigh County Humane Society and having a contest to win a basket full of goodies for you guys. And 100% of the proceeds that we earn this month are going to be going to the Raleigh County Humane Society and just a little sneak peek at some of the things that you can win are two custom shirts and the way we'll do that is once a winner is chosen we'll get your size obviously shipment of you know goodie basket will be delayed slightly because we will make the shirts once we get your size
1: and we'll probably just do the bleach t-shirt theme that we wore the Curiosities and each fair
0: yes one of the shirts will be um, kind of a custom-made TJ Jane Doe shirt like we wore at the fair and then another one we're going to be having Mary from her own little MC design Studio. she's gonna be uh, working up a design for us as well I will have a custom cup Designed by MC Designs as well, some stickers, a 2 Jane Doe's beanie, a 3 month subscription of Spotify Premium, a car freshie, you can choose whichever scent you would like, a wax melt pack, again scent of your choice, and a $20 Visa card, as well as a serial killer cookbook. Mm, How fun. Now. There's a few steps you, you're going to have to take to get entered in this nice little uh, contest and there is a number of ways that you can do this. So each week when we release an episode, we will be showcasing one of the lovely shelter dogs and cats and you can get an entry into the raffle for liking, sharing and commenting done on the post each week. So. That is a total of four entries that you can earn that way for the month. Then you can also get three extra entries if you donate any dollar amount to the shelter to the shelter via our PayPal link, Facebook Pay, or Venmo link, which you'll find in each. Uh, in each week's post. I'm sorry, I just had a, I just blanked out anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So just make sure you send the money as a family or friend so that way you avoid any fees. And just leave a comment stating that it's for the Humane Society. The final way that you can get an extra two entries is if you buy something from the Humane Society's wish list, which can be cat or dog food, kitty litter, cleaning supplies, toys, treats, the list goes on. And this, this list will also be featured each week on our posts. If you are local, um, you can drop off items directly at the shelter. Just please make sure you leave your name and say that two Jane Does sent you. So that way they can make a note. And that way you can get an entry as well because they're going to give you a donation receipt if you send that to us. That can be an entry as well. If you are not local, you can mail items from your local pet store, Amazon, or even Chewy to 325 Gray Flat Road, Beckley, West Virginia 25801. We're not going to drive home the address too much right now. Again, all of this is going to be featured on our post, so just make sure you check that out. And then again, make sure you send it as a gift so that way you can leave your name and list two Jane Doe's on it. And the Humane Society will be able to send you a thank you card. You can also post a picture of your order purchase from an online store once the item has shipped into the comments of one of our posts. So it's a lot, lot. very much a lot. I just took up like the first 15 minutes of the episode, (laughs) but. So, when we got to meet up with Mel out at the Humane Society, you know, she walked us through the process. And right now, guys, they are turning away cats. They have been doing more catch, spay, neuter, release programming in the community than anything. Because they are totally swamped with cats. They are, you know, pretty much swamped with dogs, too. Mm -hmm. Um... And just so you know, a little background, they are a non-profit, non-kill animal shelter. So, if an animal is dropped off, they're they're not just going to be put down because they don't have the space for them. And, you know, yes, they do have fees associated with adopting these cats and dogs. But don't think that that is going into their pockets so that way they can, you know, do whatever they want, have a shopping spree. That's not how that works all the fees and things that are associated with adoptions and everything like that keep this place running keeps the lights on keeps the water on and it makes it just makes sure that there is a place for these cats and animals and if you're local you know that a
1: couple years ago our one and only wonderful animal shelter and please forgive my <laughs> terrible speech impediment right now um they were really close to shutting down not having the funding to keep up with vet bills as the minimum bill per animal is around
0: 100 to 150 dollars right just think of a think of a casual tuesday afternoon trip with your animal like i know i took my little 15 pound mutt just to get a rabies boost and her nails trimmed just a 30 minute trip was 137 dollars yeah So, and you think if they have, you know, 35 cats and 50-some dogs, you know, however many, that's a lot per dog. And that's just to get them kind of brought into the shelter, checked up, so that way they can be around the other animals. Right. And they currently house 75 dogs and 53 cats. Right. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um... So, we're not going to dive too deep into all of this again. We're going to give you some background, we're going to give you some history, we're going to give you all the information you need, Um, even if you want to sponsor or adopt an animal. We're going to give you all of that information, but we please, please, please want you to go check out our Facebook posts because we don't want to bore you to tears at the beginning of an episode with all of this, but we just want you to know that this is going to be our mission. For the entire month of November. And I can tell you that me and Kayla, when we spent a Saturday at the shelter, number one, we showered beforehand. Don't know why. Stupid. Don't do if you're going to the shelter, don't worry about showering. They're not gonna <laughs> care if you smell good and you're gonna leave smelling like cats and dogs. So, you know, but we had this moment where we looked at each other while we were playing with these dogs. We were like, this is going to be something that we keep doing. Oh, it's, yeah. It's not going to be a one-off just for likes and shares to build our podcast. It's going to be something that we want to do continuously. Because I know me personally, I have not had a shelter animal. The closest I have gotten is my little Sadie, my 15-pound overweight, mutt with bad knees. She was free. But I did not, you know, go through a breeder. I didn't, you know, she was given to me by somebody else who was going to ultimately probably surrender her because they had other things that was going on in their life. And their dog had a litter of pups. And I got her and she's sad and anxious, like
1: me. <laughs> now, I, I don't have any sheltered dogs, but I do have sheltered cats. Right. But I still have dogs that
0: probably would have wound up in a shelter exactly so exactly um so that's kind of what we're looking at and what we wanted to dive in next is to to tell you that every week that we release an episode we are going to be featuring a dog um a lot of the cats um male kind of had us crack it up she is not you know, necessarily a cat person, but you know, she does have cats. But <laughs> the cats, when they come in, they don't really give them names. There were a handful that had names, but she kind of felt the same way that we did that if you are a cat person, you have to know that cat's personality and then their name kind of goes from there. Right, yeah. Now, with dogs, dogs are kind of easier to give names because sometimes it could be based off the way they look or how goofy they might be. Or how quite unquote impressive they might be. Cause more there were some there, y'all. I went to go pull back a blanket to get a picture. There was a there was a kennel between us and I thought I was gonna die. Yeah. But, but they're not lost causes. They yeah. just need they just need some work. And they were I mean they were all beautiful dogs. So with that being said, the first sponsor dog we're going to have is a dog named Rox and he is the most handsome boy and he is a five-year-old mixed breed and he has been at the shelter since april of last year he is neutered and is sponsored and that's going to be a hot button for you guys sponsored because his adoption fee is free exactly somebody else out of the generosity and kindness of their heart and their wallet has already paid his adoption fee However, we do want to note this here, just because his adoption fee is for, you know, already paid for and done, they're going to put you through a more extensive adoption process for him because they want to make sure that he is going to a safe, loving, nurturing home uh, because a lot of people be like, oh, it's a free dog. Awesome. No. They're gonna put you through a process. I'm gonna make sure that you and Rox will be a good match for each other and your home, and your lifestyle will be as well. So, Rox Rox is good with other dogs, but they're unsure if he is good with cats. Something else that should be noted, they don't stress test the cats at the shelter because it's just too much. Yeah, it's a lot. You know, they have a whole like two rooms dedicated to cats, and I cannot imagine taking a dog in there to see how they deal with them. Oh yeah, that'd be terrible. Like my, my grandma has like four cats, and my brother-in-law that was there has one dog, and those cats, and he's a German shepherd, the dog's a German shepherd. Those cats will get up on that dog <laughs> and beat the crap out of her if she gets back there. So they do not stress test uh, for cats at this shelter. Um They believe that he would be good with kids because at his previous home, there were older children and he was fine with them. And as always, we'll encourage you, just take caution with younger kids because younger kids don't exactly understand boundaries, personal space, and how to be gentle. So take that into consideration. He is a very sweet and friendly boy who was potty trained and he was... he was very to be around. <laughs> he was very playful and fun. He was jumping. He was gobbling all the treats up, oh, and yeah. he was just umi zooming all around the kennel. Um, and he was very friendly. And we found that treats are definitely the way to Mister Rox's heart.
1: Absolutely. You got a treat, he he. You. He's
0: there. He's yep. on it. You're his favorite person. Exactly. So. Again, please, please, please keep an eye on our Facebook and Instagram because really that's the the most two active uh, social medias that we have right now. We've seen the most response out of those. Mm -hmm. So, just please keep an eye on our Facebook and our Instagram. You're going to see pictures and videos of the most handsome rocks and, you know, reach out to us. If you would like to make a donation, we can walk you through that process and just stay tuned because we got goodies for you and we hope that you would pass those goodies and loving and generosity on to the Raleigh County Humane Society. Yes,
1: please do because they get all of their income and resources from their community. And even if you aren't a part of our community, we still hope that you would reach out
0: and help us out. Exactly, because in every town, every city, there is, you know, a handful of volunteers and, you know, very few paid staff, it seems, that man's these shelters. And in today's society, it's a lot of like, oh my god, I'm so sick of seeing ASPCA commercials and all this stuff. Well, if you think that dogs and cats on the streets just running around are such a problem, support your local shelter so that way they can take care of these issues, what animal control is called, and that way they can turn them around and hopefully they can get more people to adopt not shop i step down from my set box now. <laughs> let's dive into the episode. Yeah, so
1: <laughs> how do you feel about incest? Oh. I bet you think that West Virginia and our hillbilly backwoods people, but let's talk about it. I did have a guy that told me that West Virginians were incest. I don't look that much like my grandpa, daddy. Exactly. Everybody Calm thinks down. they associate incest with West Virginia. Mm-hmm. But let's talk
0: about it. This podcast contains some adult language, graphic descriptions of crime scenes, sexual assault, and murder. Listener discretion is advised. So, in 1995, Stephen Flagle was 20 years old. When he met 15, a 15 year old girl named Alyssa Garcia on the internet. Big no, no already! Oh, no. Red flag. To crutch. To, cr- to catch a predator. Okay. From here, Stephen began grooming Alyssa. And just a year after the grooming began, Alyssa became pregnant with a baby girl whom they named Katie. Alyssa recounted that Stephen would pinch their infant daughter to the point of leaving pink and blue bruises on her. Pink and blue? (laughs) Oh. To the point of leaving black and blue bruises on her. Red flag. (laughs) Number two! (laughs) Yeah, number two. Stephen would cover her mouth when she cried or put the infant in a cooler or ice box to drown out her cries and not allow Alyssa to go to her until she had almost suffocated strike three you're out (laughs) girl this is like a quiet place oh god yeah puts her baby with the oxygen mask in the box yeah but at least there's oxygen for her yeah true Alyssa stated that sometimes he would put a blanket in there and crack the door and other times he would put her in there and just shut the door and by the time Alyssa could get to her she would be gasping for air covered in sweat and bruises Alyssa stated that she would lock herself in a room where Stephen could not get to them and just rock Katie and apologize for the life she was living. Alyssa stated that he would yell at the baby, never bond with her, never take care of her, and rarely hold her. And it became very clear to Alyssa that she had to do what was best for her daughter to give her daughter a better chance of life and get her as far the hell away from Stephen as possible. In order to do this, at eight months of age, Alyssa put Katie up for adoption.
1: Which With- kudos to you, because that's gotta be tough to do. I mean, granted, she's 16. But I would still- leave! Well, I mean, yeah, I would have too. My baby. But maybe, you know, maybe she was scared. We I mean, I can understand. You're 16 years old. You should be dating a, taking
0: geometry.
1: And, but you're dating a fucker instead.
0: Yeah, an old man who likes to pinch his baby and suffocate her. Woo! Yeah, that's just crazy to me. It's just like, where are her parents?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, like
0: There was nothing today, I could really
1: find about her parents necessarily involving
0: the whole issue of her daughter and Steven. See, that blows my mind because, like, my parents, like, Mom and Dad, they were not necessarily, necessarily, like, smothering parents, but, like, there was no way I'd be out here, like, even as tiny as, like, talking to, uh, like, a a man older than me. There's no way I'd meet him because, like, what, 12? Yeah, no, 15. 15. Sorry. I thought, why did I say 12?
1: I don't know. But, but my parents
0: ask, would have beat my ass. At like 15, my parents, like, they had to do like an identification process. Right? Somebody pulled up in the driveway, like, get out. I come want to, to my see house. You. Yeah. Hand me your social security card. <laughs> and then you can go. You can get this when you come back. No.
1: I just, uh, but I mean, seriously, you know, if I, if I told my parents I was seeing somebody over than me, They would be like, oh, well, he's got to come to the house. Mm -hmm. I want to meet him face to face Mm -hmm. before you're going anywhere. Exactly. Or I beat
0: your ass. Yeah. I snuck out one time, told him, I was like, I'm going with a girlfriend. No, we went with a tough man, and it was with a guy, and my brother-in-law was pulling in as we were backing out, and he was like, she definitely didn't go anywhere with a girlfriend unless her girlfriend has a beard. Ooh, busted. Caught. Caught. So anyways...
1: Katie was adopted by the Fusco family in Wingdale, New York, where she grew up in a loving, happy home, living a normal life with no contact with her biological family.
0: That probably was the best for her. It
1: was. And Alyssa stated that even after giving up her daughter for adoption, Stephen continued with his violent, temperamental, and abusive behavior. She was afraid to leave, as Stephen would tell her that if she left, he would blow his brains out with a gun, videotape it, and make her wash it. Like, absolutely make sure she seen it. Jesus. They ended up marrying in 2006, so sorry, but the dumb bitch didn't leave. Uh, they moved to a suburb in Virginia, and here's the kicker. They ended up having two more kids, two more little girls. And Alyssa states that she just simply lived in a house of horrors.
0: I can't... I just can't... And I try to not make light of the situation. Because, like, I know domestic violence is nothing to joke about. But, like, I think everybody has this mental process where you're like, why? Yeah. Why? why? And I think that's normal for people that are outside the situation. But I couldn't imagine trying to cope with waking up and living that life every day. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, personally, I
1: think... Like, why is him saying, I'm going to shoot my brains out and make sure you see it"? such a threat to her. Like, cool, if you're sitting here abusing me, and I want to leave, and that's a threat you throw at me, good. I hope you do. Goodbye. Like, I would
0: still leave. Yeah, but I think there's a lot of, like, a lot of the time whether, uh, and I've explained this everybody, right? at one point in time, that's exactly what you wanted, right? And I feel oh, like yeah. sometimes there's feelings of like this romantic, like nostalgia that's associated with it like in the beginning before you started realizing all these red flags and again, it's easier to identify red flags like me and you did, count them down yep. from reading the notes than it is for somebody who's actively engaged in the situation. So and and, you know, it's hard to say what he did to
1: groom her
0: exactly. at that age. Exactly.
1: I uh, mean, being 15, I remember, I, I uh, mean, I could be swooned so easily. That, that was the
0: age when you thought you were right about everything, mom and dad were lame, mm-hmm. and you just wanted to be able to do your own thing, and you yep. felt like you were entitled to some kind of freedom. Right. Which.
1: <laughs> and, I mean, I, and I also get the other end where, I mean, if I was in her shoes... Yeah, I would be afraid to leave.
0: Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I think even the mere threat of him saying that he would blow his brains out, like, that just is an alarm for me because it means he does have a gun. And what if he's just making an idle threat of, I have a gun. I'm going to say I'm going to kill myself, but I really want you to project those feelings onto yourself and know that I am not afraid to choose violence like further violence i.e. murder. Yeah. You know? I can see that. Uh, So Alyssa stated that she felt that Steven was getting better because he did not treat the other two girls the same way that he treated Katie and his anger was put more towards throwing furniture or punching the walls. First of all
1: all I can think about is like some kid named Kevin or something Uh. punching walls. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: what flashing my mind is just now is i had a lit professor in school that she taught at a high school during the day and then of the evening she would teach college lit classes and sometimes she'd be late because she'd take heart meds and she'd be like i'm sorry i just slept we're like that's cool we were gonna wait to 15 minutes and then (laughs) that's all we gotta do but there was one time when she was like, you know, when you're young, you're in love with this boy, and, you know, he's mowing the grass, and if the lawnmower stops working, he beats that lawnmower with a stick. And you're just like, oh, oh, my gosh, you're just so silly, until you're 27, and you're the lawnmower that he's beating. That's Ooh. what went through my mind. I was oh like, my God. okay, this is my kind lit class. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um, but things started making a turn for the worse for Alyssa. She recounted in an interview that he literally beat a cat to death with his bare hands, and he may have used some tools. Then he wrapped it up in a trash bag and put it in the garbage just because he didn't like cats. Uh.
1: Okay. So, Uh. (laughs) I just want to point out this, like, serial killer vibes already because oh yeah but this is a girl man
0: this like at this point
1: i mean it can I've, happen
0: at any point that you turn into a serial killer i mean yeah but most of the time it's like little kids like little dexter morgan that dog didn't shut up so i killed it yeah true so oh god um Alyssa says steven never sexually interfered with their daughters but that he angrily berated their youngest daughter for wedding herself which is upsetting and embarrassing. I cannot imagine being a little kid. Like, I think... It happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean... That just makes me sad inside. Um, claiming... Alyssa claimed that Stephen made her wait in the bathtub in her urine-covered clothes for hours until she came home to clean her up. And by the time she got there, the little girl was shaking and said... Can I please come out now, mommy? And he didn't even care that she was up there crying by herself at three years old. Oh, my God. Like, accidents happen at that
1: age. Yes. It's not like she's...
0: That's prime potty training
1: age. Yeah, it's not like she was 12 and had an accident. No. Three.
0: Oh, but poor baby. The oldest daughter, who Alyssa says is on the autism spectrum would get called retard to her face by Stephen more often than Alyssa would like to admit. And she stated that she fought with him, uh, she protected her kids, and she kept them away from him at times. But it always haunted her that she didn't get them away sooner.
1: And I can't imagine how it feels for her.
0: Right, I I couldn't imagine looking back at all the horrific things that are to come and know that you could have gotten out sooner. Um, but I just, I, you know, I know everybody's like, it's different when you have your own kids and that may be true to a certain extent, but I think if you're a person with like a natural nurturing instinct, like I'm an aunt, I have three, uh, nieces and nephews and I am, I'm very protective over them. Like my sister said she was getting some backlash from the school about their behavior We've been in crazy times with COVID. And I'm like, my sister's over here like being quiet as a mouse. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> let me roll up. Let me roll up. Let me say something. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm very I just can't I don't know. Things involving kids, it sends me off the deep end quicker than anything else. Well yeah, it's kids, they're innocent. I have I have no patience. Have
1: However, no patience. Once Katie turned 18 she began to seek out her biological parents and by the time Katie contacted Alyssa and Steven on Facebook in August of 2015 Alyssa and Stephen were still living together but planning to separate so that's a good thing yeah finally meeting her eldest child in June of 2016 was a moment of unbridled joy for Alyssa who had spent 18 long years yearning, yearning for news and was astonished by their similarities. She was thrilled when Katie decided to come to live with them, but soon the baby-faced teenager girl was spending almost all her time with jobless Stephen, while Alyssa went to work each day as a supervisor for T-Mobile. So hear me
0: now—that's
1: another little red flag out there. Uh, Alyssa said she told Katie privately that Stephen had abused her as a baby, and that a major reason for the adoption. Was for her own safety. But Katie, according to Alyssa, didn't appear to be concerned about it. Oh my god. Which, I mean, think about it. She probably has a bit of resentment that her mother didn't want her and never tried to contact her in her 18 years of life.
0: Yeah? I mean, I can't imagine how hard that is, but for <clears> Alyssa <throat> at age 16, to have made such a huge life altering decision to be able to understand what she was doing why she needed to do it I think Katie at 18 should have tried to be understanding and more mature about the situation and understand that there was good reasoning behind why she did what she did because that's another thing that drives me crazy. I do rant about that too. <laughs> I can't stand these 18 year old kids walking around like, I'm an adult, I'm an adult. But they but don't they act, would, act like it? Yeah, but then you hit them with adult shit and they're like, <sighs> I'm not ready. Exactly. But then you ain't an adult, honey. Exactly. I couldn't agree more.
1: Uh, anyways. Meanwhile. And here's where things get <laughs> weird. Real weird. Steven's behavior changed after he met Katie. He began wearing skinny jeans and form-fitting shirts. Oh, gross. I'm just imagining some skeevy old man. Like, ugh. I it gets me. worse. He shaved his beard and let his hair grow out long. You know what? And about six weeks after Katie moved in, he was sleeping on the floor in her room. And when the when they divorced in March of 2017, Alyssa left with her two young daughters and Katie stayed put with her father. No. Well, first of all, no. Being a woman at the age of 18, I do not want my dad sleeping in the same room with me. Like, that's fucking weird.
0: The most affection I get from my dad is he does hug me and gives me a kiss on the forehead when I come visit. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Like, my dad does this. Okay, let me preface this by saying my dad is not some creepy guy. But sometimes he just says stuff, like, out of the blue. And he just acts so goofy that you can never take him serious in a million years. Like, I'm not even going to get into it. But anyways, it's just goofy old dad. Like, my dad would not hurt anyone.
1: No, I mean Ever.
0: he's just silly.
1: Just so I go back to my thing, like, why are you sleeping on the floor of your
0: eldest daughter's room? Yeah, and why? And why? Why does she think that's perfectly okay? Yeah, I just uh, what Alyssa didn't know at the time was that the pair had begun an incestuous affair behind her back, and Katie was soon pregnant. In May of 2017, Alyssa learned from her, at the time, 11-year-old daughter's journal of the incestuous relationship in Katie's pregnancy. Her daughter wrote that she and her sister were told by Stephen to refer to Katie as their stepmother. Weird. Uh, (laughs) Alyssa said that she started to become hysterical and that she called him and told him... And, or asked him, rather, is Katie pregnant with your baby? And all Steven could say was, I thought you knew we're in love. Alyssa said she just started screaming and cussing him out and asking him, how could you? You're sick and she's a child. Not to mention that she she's is his child. child. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I really don't know what disconnect is going on inside people's brains. That make them think that this is okay. And that this is acceptable behavior. I really. I just don't. Like when I worked at, at a prison. Murderers. Yeah I shot this guy 20 times. He tried stealing my dope. Whatever. You know people that broke in places. Yeah I broke in here. Because I needed to make some money. So I could get dope. <coughs> Excuse me. But then, like the pedophiles, uh, I'm in here for what I allegedly did. I don't yeah. know if I'll get to see my grandkids because of what I allegedly did. Quit saying allegedly. If you yourself are saying allegedly, that makes you look guilty. Oh yeah, no doubt.
1: Like you they definitely
0: were, did. Ugh, they were all and there's just even a look. I don't even know how to describe it. There's just a look. All of the pedophiles are creepy nasty men and the murderers you know the b Ears, they're in there and they got this swagger about them they're like don't come at me yeah, don't mess with me I will rock your shit but the pedophiles they're walking around like suspenders like they always got for some reason rosacea or something on their face that makes what? them look a creepier what? yeah I could not stand up oh my god so anyways I digress. Alyssa immediately saw a protective order that banned Stephen from contacting her or their daughters, and this triggered a police investigation.
1: As it should have.
0: Yeah. There should have been something done way long ago, but like I said, you can't take into account her mental, physical, emotional state at that time, and she was was a child herself. Um, But by July 2017, Katie and Stephen were illegally married at a romantic lakeside ceremony and Stephen's 72-year-old mother, Grace, and Katie's adoptive parents were astonishingly in attendance at this ceremony. Katie's adoptive family stated that they did not feel as though there was anything they could do but support her. Their son, who they named Bennett, was born on September 1st, 2017. Here's the thing. Oh, God. Soapbox. Here you go. There is no reason that her adoptive parents should have come. Uh, no. 17-year-old mom, she could have dementia all time or whatever. She could be there. Grace will roll her up in a wheelchair or whatever. But, like, her parents, if they knew that that was her biological father, they should never come. Sometimes the best love you can give somebody is not being there or you know
1: maybe they should have fucking said something i mean how how are you gonna support this like this is fucked up uh you know regardless if she was pregnant or not at the time like that how are you gonna just be like oh well we can't do anything we're
0: just gonna support this wild and crazy Idea she has, like, no, she's fucking up her life. Yeah, here's the thing you know, you can't help somebody who doesn't want to help themselves. And I'm sorry, there, like I said, there comes a point where if the only love you have to offer is tough love, I would be like, have a nice one, Katie. I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and watch you destroy your life, no, and then. As soon as I got off the phone after declining the wedding invitation, I would have called the cops. Yeah, that would have been the right thing to do.
1: But anyways, Katie and Stephen were living openly as husband and wife in Nightdale, North Carolina, when they were arrested in January of 2018 and extradited to Henrico County to face charges of incest and contributing to delinquency of a minor. Good. Playo was released one month later on a $28,000 bond and barred from talking to Katie, who was bailed in order to move back with her adoptive parents in New York. Police believe that Playo hatched his murderous plot weeks later when the lover spoke on the phone and Katie told him it was over. So, you have this creepy old man who, first of all, was in love with his own younger, way younger than him daughter, and she's like... It's over. I don't love you no more. So he's like, mm, I think I'm just gonna DV me up a murderous plan. <laughs> like, I, what? I, 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 There's no words. So, anyways, Bennett, their son, was in the custody of Plato's mother, but there was nothing. Yeah, she's 72 years old she's taking care I'm of an saying. infant. Uh, there was nothing in place by the courts to stop Stephen from seeing his son and oversight that Alyssa had subsequently slammed as a major failure, and I agree with her. He should not have been allowed to see Katie
0: or their son. No. Period. No, um, uh, and I don't see why. Here I am on my soapbox again. I don't see why this baby... Couldn't have been placed with her adoptive family, right? Because they raised her, they loved her, they took care of her, they clothed her, they fed her, got her to the age of 18. Whatever dipshit, dumb ideas and paths she wanted to take in life—that's on her. You can only—they can only go to 18, and then the rest is on her. Yeah. And she's 18. Again, we promise. She is 18. If yeah. They would have sent her back to New York. She needs to support herself. She needs to find a. She needs to find her way in life. Yeah. That baby should have been able to stay with his adoptive parents. Or her? No. She is unfit. She is unfit to be a mother. Well, yeah, but it's, I mean, cause she's crazy. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. So the little boy was to become his father's first victim. Hmm. His lifeless body was found stuffed inside a closet at his home on April 12, 2018, after he forced his own mother Grace to confess to the murder. I... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First of all,
1: that's your mom. There's no way. If my mom did something, I'd be like, "Yep, I'm the one that done Like, I'm not gonna let my mom face. I mean, you're know like,
0: <laughs> if my mom are going to take this fall, like, go for it. <laughs> no, but, but I'm, I'm saying, racist. like, that's
1: your mom. Like, how can you blame something on her like that? Well,
0: he forced her to. And but if still, he. Still, it's if your he, mom. Kayla. This man is clearly Haltry. not thinking clearly. He groomed a 15 year old child, got her okay. pregnant, forced her to give her firstborn up. They continued on to have two more children, which he. More or less verbally abused and neglected, oldest daughter comes back. He says, "Here's a great idea. Let me get all up inside your guts, girl, and make you pregnant and make you my wife." Yeah, yeah. Total coherent thinking patterns on his behalf. I cannot believe that he forced his 72 year old mother to confess to a murder. I can't believe
1: it. I mean, shut the fuck up. Anyway, it's
0: astonishing.
1: Anyways, (laughs) my God. (sighs) By then, Stephen had already driven 600 miles to ambush Katie as she left home with 56-year-old Anthony Fusco, her adoptive dad. Stephen, who was now in the area, followed her truck to New Milford, Connecticut, before spraying bullets into the cabin, killing them both. A short while later... Stephen's body was found over the state border in Dover, New York. The cause of death: a self-inflicted gunshot. So it was just an all-out. I'm gonna kill fucking everybody.
0: I told you he had a gun. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he did have a gun. That's uh, back but, in Virginia. Anyway, what? I, 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 I mean, why kill the adoptive <clears throat> of dad? I mean, I, I... probably for him, it was wrong place, wrong time. Uh, probably. Uh, he probably had no intention of killing anybody but her. Probably. Because at the end, at that point, he didn't give a shit about Alyssa anymore and his other kids. He had already honed in on a new younger model, which Ooh. happened to be his daughter. Oh! So, that was the family he chose to destroy. At least he killed himself, so, anyways. Yeah, that's the best thing he ever did. <laughs> um... Back in Virginia, Alyssa had been informed of Bennett's fate, but turned to the internet to find out more. Instinctively, she typed self-inflicted gunshot wound in New York. It brought up the article with a picture of Katie, her adoptive father, and a pickup truck full of blood. She said, that's how I discovered she was dead. Wrestling with shock and grief, Alyssa had to break the news to their two bewildered daughters that their father, big sister, and baby nephew were all dead. When they asked why they why she had told them that their father had killed them and then killed himself, uh, she'd never seen such shock on children's faces before and that they were just absolutely devastated. Um, I Kate, Yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, that's... I, but then again, I don't know. Depending on the age of the kids, I don't know if I would have told them. Mm. Uh, the most I would have told them is, you know... Oh, it seemed like the woman was 11 if she had a journal. I would have just said, you know, your dad and your sister died. That's it.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe when she got older, I would have said,
0: you know, more detail about what happened. Oh, yeah, maybe when they're, oh, yeah. Of course, at that point, like, I think that those girls are going to have some kind of, I mean, I know they have trauma. You know, well, yeah, just I mean, imagine... I think, I think when they're at an appropriate age, if, especially if, or having any kind of memories or they're having any kind of anxiety that I would try and walk it, you know, walk them through what their early life was like. And then, of course, I would get, get them therapy. Of course, you don't know.
1: You don't know what kind of, you know, publicity these kids were under. Oh, true. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, this is a huge thing. So, it's hard to say what they were hearing at school from friends what they yeah. heard on TV. So it's hard to say.
0: <sighs> Katie Bennett and Anthony Fusco were laid to rest on April 21st at St. Charles Borromeo Church in Dover Plains, New York. Alyssa sent flowers but decided not to go. Weary of drawing yet more media attention. Surely. Um, the mother of three has no plans to mark her ex-husband's death. Describing it as a relief. Uh, for her and her girls who have lived in fear since she took out the protective order and informed cops about the incest. It's been a difficult roller coaster of emotions for her because she's devastated by the loss of Katie and her uh, adopt and her adoptive father and Bennett, obviously. But it's a relief that she doesn't have to look over her shoulder anymore to see if he is there. Which yeah. I don't blame her. I can imagine. Uh uh-uh, uh no um, I think that would take that would take a while. Like even if he was gone, I feel like she had loomed in, in his shadow for so long. I feel like it would take a while to even.
1: Have you ever been stalked before? Like no, I have. It's not fun. You're constantly like looking around to make sure that person's not in the same parking lot as you, make sure they're not in the same. Freaking stores, you—you looking for exits mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. out? You know, locking your door as soon as you get in the car. Like,
0: it's—it's it's not a fun feeling.
1: I so i, really I, leave I my get house. that.
0: Hmm? I won't leave my house. You gotta live life still. Hey, you got something about to do? I'm sitting <sighs> my house. I get delivery. Walmart delivers <laughs> groceries now. Okay, well this was before. Tell yeah, true. Um, Alyssa said that sometimes she had such terrible paranoia that she had to stop whatever she was doing, drive home, and make sure everything was okay. And if any good can come from the senseless murder of three people and the shattered lives that it left behind, it's that the authorities confronted with incest will learn lessons from the infamous Plato case. She wants them to overthink. She wants them to err on the side of caution, She wants them to err on the side of protection of the child. Um, And if you're, she said, if you're talking to someone on the internet or you're dating someone and it doesn't feel right and they are treating you badly or you're constantly trying to make sure you don't set them off, that's just simply not normal. And she ends it with saying it's not healthy and no one should have to put up with that. Um, Can I get an amen?
1: Amen. I agree. I mean, I think a lot of women are scared to trust their gut feelings about something. Oh, yeah. But let me tell you, your gut is almost always right. If it doesn't feel right, if the vibe is off, you know, they're saying things
0: that mm, might not be right, get the fuck out. If it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, and sounds like a duck, it's a fucking duck. Yes. Yes. And as we've said many, many times,
1: if you're struggling with anything like this, there's an abuse hotline that you can call.
0: You can call nine one one. I mean, let a friend know. Exactly. Don't don't isolate yourself. No. If you have one person that you can count on.
1: Count on That them. is enough. And tell them. Don't ever be afraid to not say something. Exactly. Speak up.
0: Also, let your psycho go out sometimes. Oh, yeah. Put the fear in men. Exactly. They just do something like they knock a knick-knack off your shelf. Go full crazy on them. Don't just be like, oh, it's it's not a big deal and put it back. But what is wrong with you? Can't you see where you're going? Don't you know how to walk? Can you not use your eyes? Do I need to help you? Do I need to get you a a service dog? (laughs) Let them know your wrath. Exactly. Because you go crazy, you do that as frequently as you think you need to. And then they will be like, this woman is unsteady. She uh, is not to be messed with. I need to get my behavior and language in check. (laughs) But as always,
1: stay safe. Don't die.
0: Forever. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Jane Doe's. I'm Emily. And I'm Kayla. Remember to tune in every Monday now at 8 p.m. as we dive into a new case. Please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, and leave us a good review. Catch us on Facebook at Two Jane Doe's where you can find updates on our episodes and links to our other social media accounts. If you have any cases that you want us to cover and go into detail with, you can leave us a message there.